Hi there, and welcome to this brand new podcast, Stories of a Faithful God for Kids. We're going to look at the amazing things God's done in the past, things he's told us about in the Bible, some of the stories you might know well, or at least you think you know well. Others you might have never heard before, and you'll go, what? God did that? The stories are all about God, the amazing God who loves us and made us and sent Jesus to rescue us, the God who's faithful. Faithful means he always keeps his promises. He always does what he says he'll do. You can always trust him, always rely on him. You never have to panic thinking, oh no, is he actually going to do what he said? Because he always does. I'm Dave Whittingham, and I have four kids, though they're starting to get a bit older now. I've made heaps of promises to my kids. Some of them I've kept, and some of them I haven't. I haven't always been faithful. What about your parents or carers? I'm sure they love you heaps, but have they ever arrived a bit late to pick you up? Or said they'd take you somewhere and never did? Or forgotten to buy some food that they said they would. Even when parents love their kids, they mess up. So, will God ever mess up? The best way to find out is to check out what he's done in the past. If I said to my kids, Hey guys, I've got a really bad dad joke for you. They'll believe me. Because they've heard me tell bad dad jokes before. And what someone's done in in the past helps you know what they'll do in the future. And it's the same with God. These stories about God that we're going to look at, they're some of the most exciting, dramatic, weird and wonderful stories you'll ever hear. And they're all true. I hope that as we think about them together, you'll see just how great and good and faithful God is and that you'll know you can trust him with your life. So here we go. The first ever episode of Stories of a Faithful God for Kids. For our first story, we're going to jump into the Bible about halfway through the Old Testament, about 860 years before Jesus came at the very first Christmas. It's a time where everything feels like it's gone wrong. You can read about it in the Bible in 1 Kings chapters 16 to 19. Let me tell you what's happened in the Bible so far. God made the world really, really good just by speaking. And then he spoke to the first people he made, Adam and Eve, and told them how to live in his world. And the people said, Uh, we don't believe you. We think you're lying. And when they stopped listening to God's word, the whole world became messed up. Then God set up the people of Israel to be his special people. He told them how to live. He told them how he'd bless them and look after them and love them. 
He told them about the bad stuff that would happen if they ignored him. They had all these great words from God, but just like Adam and Eve, they were like, uh, we don't believe you. They didn't think God was faithful. Then God gave the Israelites kings, leaders who were meant to show the Israelites how to listen to God. He told the kings what was good and best. But you know what? You probably guessed by now. Even the kings didn't believe God's word. Well, the northern part of the country, called Israel, had had bad king after bad king after bad king. But guess what? A new king's come to power. A guy named Ahab. This could be it. This could be the chance for one of them to get it right. Finally, a king of Israel could stand up and say, we're all going to listen to God's word. And the Bible tells us about this king. It tells us right at the beginning that this king, the king named Ahab, is evil. Oh, so frustrating. Evil isn't a happy sort of word, is it? I mean, imagine if your teacher wrote a note home to your parents saying, Today, your child was pretty evil. It wouldn't be great, would it? But this is even worse than you think. Because the Bible tells us this about Ahab. Now, I'm using the International Children's Bible, by the way. It's a great translation for kids. And it says about Ahab in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 30, he did more evil than any of the kings before him. Whoa! He's not just evil, he's like the evilest. What does he do that's so bad? Well, he does everything all the other kings had done, but then he goes even further in not listening to God's word. God had said to the Israelites, don't marry women from other countries. Not because he doesn't like them, God loves everyone, but because the other countries served other gods, fake gods, gods that can't do anything. Now Ahab, he doesn't care what God says, and so he marries a woman named Jezebel from another country called Sidon. She is bad news. We're going to hear more about her in episode four. Straight away, Ahab does exactly what God said would happen. He starts serving fake gods. There's one called Baal. The Sidonians believed in lots of gods, but they said Baal was king of all the gods. But the Bible says there's only one God and he's king of everything. So Baal and the real God, the God of Israel, are going to have problems. Ahab also starts worshipping a fake god called Asherah, who's supposed to be Baal's wife. We'll hear about her a little bit. This is so bad. These fake gods, they can't speak. They don't tell anyone to do anything. Which means people can just make it up. They can take someone's money and say, Oh, Baal told me to do it. They can kick their big brother and say, I'm doing it for Asherah. And so Ahab's ignoring the words of the living God and listening to gods that can't speak? This is so bad. 
The Israelites are meant to be God's special people, showing the whole world how good and important it is to listen to God's word. When they're in trouble, the whole world is in trouble. Just to show how bad it is, the Bible throws another tiny story about something that happens at the same time. A story about someone who ignores God's word. Way back before this, God had helped the Israelites take over the land of Canaan. The first city they'd conquered was called Jericho. Nero might remember how God had made the whole wall of Jericho fall down. Well, God had said to the Israelites, never rebuild Jericho. In fact, if you start rebuilding Jericho, your oldest son will die. If you try to rebuild the gates, your youngest son will die. God's really serious about this, and he's spoken to the Israelites so they know exactly what to do and what not to do. In Ahab's time, though, most people don't believe God's word. And so a guy named Heel says, hmm, Jericho's looking a bit run down. I think I'll rebuild it. And just like God said would happen, his older son, Abraham, dies. And when Heel starts rebuilding the gates, his youngest son, Segub, dies. If only Heel had listened to God's word. Well, now, God's going to speak again. He's going to speak to Ahab through a prophet named Elijah. I wonder if Ahab will listen. The news that God sends to Ahab sounds pretty bad, but don't panic when you hear it. God has a good plan in mind. This is what the Bible says. I'm reading from 1 Kings, or some people say 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. It says this, Now Elijah was a prophet from the town of Tishba in Gilead. Elijah said to King Ahab, I serve the Lord, the God of Israel. As surely as the Lord lives, I tell you the truth. No rain or dew will fall during the next few years unless I command it. Imagine that. Not a single drop of rain. Not even any dew on the ground. That means no food is going to grow. That'd be pretty scary. Unless you think, Elijah, who's he? He doesn't speak for God, and even if he did, who cares? God doesn't send the rain, Baal does. That's probably what Ahab's thinking. Except... Elijah does speak for God, so it's all going to come true. And now God speaks to Elijah and says, run away. Go and hide in this ravine like a steep valley. There's a little creek there so you can drink water from that. And don't worry about food because... Now this is a little weird. Now how about I read it to you and you see what you think. This is from verse 2. It says... Then the Lord spoke his word to Elijah. Leave this place. Go east and hide near Kerith Ravine. It is east of the Jordan River. You may drink from the brook. And I have commanded ravens, those are big black birds, 
to bring you food there. So Elijah did what the Lord told him to do. He went to Kerith Ravine east of the Jordan and lived there. The birds brought Elijah bread and meat every morning and every evening, and he drank water from the brook. Have your mum or dad or whoever looks after you, have they ever said, Oh, I'm so tired. I don't feel like cooking tonight. I know. We'll ask God to send some ravens with some food. Maybe you could suggest it to them tonight. Hey, mum, you do so much for us. Why don't you put your feet up and have a night off from cooking? We'll just wait for the ravens. This is so weird. Ravens don't normally bring food to people. In fact, even if I wanted them to, I couldn't even make them do it. You try asking a raven to bring you some meat and bread every morning and every evening. See how you go. But you know who can tell the ravens what to do? The God who speaks. The God of the Bible. His words are good and powerful and strong. Ahab ignores God's word, and look where that gets him. Stuck in a drought. Elijah? Well, he obeys God's word. And even though it seems weird, even though it means Elijah will have to be all alone and just rely on God to send the food every day, he obeys God's word. And God keeps his word and powerfully looks after Elijah Every single day. Did you know that God speaks his word to us in the Bible? And it's still true. And it's still good. Just like with Elijah, if you trust and obey God's word, God will look after you in the way that only he can. In a very famous verse in the Bible in John chapter 3 verse 16, God speaks his word and makes a promise. It's a promise about what will happen if you believe in Jesus. God promises a gift better than anything you'll ever get at a birthday. This is what God says in John chapter 3, verse 16. He says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son, that's Jesus. God gave his son so that whoever believes in him may not be lost, but have eternal life. God speaks, and he promises eternal life for all who trust and believe in his son Jesus. That's life forever and ever 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 and ever. And just like in Elijah's day, God's faithful and we can believe his word. But in Elijah's day, there's still no rain, and the water in Elijah's creek is about to run out. What's going to happen to him? What's going to happen to Israel? Are they going to start listening to God? Well, that's a story for next time.
G'day everyone, are you enjoying the story so far? If you are, please make sure to rate and review the episodes on whatever platform you're listening to, if it's Spotify, if it's Apple Music, wherever it is, it'd be great, it would really help me and it would really help other people to discover the show and to say, hey, people are enjoying this and I think I'll give it a listen as well. Also, tell people, tell people and share it with people on social media, however you want to do it. Tell people, listen to stories of a faithful God for kids. It'll really be good for you. Also, the website is now live. It's open. It's ready to go. Faithfulgod.net. Faithfulgod.net. Check it out. Um, You can do a few things there. You can uh, join up to the prayer and newsletter. You can find out more about me. There's a really bad photo of there. Just check it out. And But you can find out some information, a bit of my background. You can also get in contact. I want you to get in contact there. There's a contact page. Tell me how you're finding the show. What do you like? Uh, tell me, uh, ask any questions. It'd be really great to hear from you. Also, if you're a grown-up, don't forget Stories of a Faithful God. It's a longer form. You go into more detail, and uh, we're really enjoying putting that together. So, Stories of a Faithful God. Don't forget the website, faithfulgod.net, and please rate and review the show. Thanks.